Hello, and welcome to Icon Underground Radio for the week of May the 10th, 2019. I'm Jen. And I'm David. Uh, so this week, uh, we have some assorted bits of news. Uh, also, it is uh, the Shinzuoka... Is that even vaguely correct? Uh, wait, uh, Shizuoka. Shizuoka yeah. Hobby show uh, in Japan this weekend. Uh, so there's a bunch of new toys that we got to see pictures of. Also, less like literally one of the ones that there were big fe- featured pictures of, like I found in a store already. So that's a little less exciting. What? But one of the um, Constructicons I... or something? No, Galaxy Force Prime. Oh, he's. I, don't, I... I did see him in a store. I did not buy him because I'm not throwing that kind of money at retail toys right now. Yeah, I, but... I, I already got the original. I don't need a new version of that. It's neat, but uh, I I haven't seen new version, new leaders or voyagers in since the first wave. Get new deluxes, that's, I think. That's sad. I'm, I'm actually... For, I guess uh, we we will be discussing also Transformers ongoing number four. Uh, I I guess we can try to keep our uh, our <laughs> frustrated size to under half an hour. Or so for uh, for that specifically, yeah. Uh, I guess yeah. Real real quick for for toy sightings. Uh, I have not personally found my MicroMasters yet, so that makes me sad. I- I don't think I've seen the second wave with things. I I have all the first three ones. I don't mm-hmm. think I've seen more. Or if they have shown up, they've disappeared quickly. Yeah, uh, um, I I do see the uh, the second wave of deluxes, uh, Prowl and Ironhide and Chromia. Yeah, uh, that group is showing up more regularly. So if you haven't found those yet, you probably will very soon. Yeah, Chromia's still uh, hanging yeah, like here. Said- I haven't picked her up yet. Like I said, I I have seen, I definitely saw the Galaxy Force Prime in person. It it was kind of disappointing how he's smaller than the original. Oh, <laughs> which yeah. So wait, I um, mean, is he's not significantly small? He just looks like they took the original and just like scaled him down twenty percent. Oh, that's <laughs> weird. Is, I mean, because he, he's a new toy. It's not like he's a re-release. No, but uh, and his but wings it, it are shorter, but it's kind of it underwhelming. Did, I mean, I you know, a couple of years ago, I sold off huge just containers and containers of my collection, mm. and that toy I actually ended up realizing I had two of, uh, oh. so I had a lot of contact with that toy. Uh, so I I still have that memory, you know, that tactile memory, very at the front of my mind and so seeing this like slightly scaled down version it's a little uncanny uh but yeah that that is something that is out uh also something uh to get into our news something that is real uh apparently that ghostbusters prime is actually going to be a real thing yeah that's uh and um, he's cool i it looks kind of bleh except for one thing um, Roller is now the, um, oh, what is it, the trap. Yes, which he's, is he's a little trap. Uh, yeah, he's going to be, uh, looks like a San Diego Comic Con exclusive this summer. Uh, the, the fan, uh, digibash, <sighs> I guess, uh, that's, that, uh, one of the websites was posting 
uh, as a placeholder, uh, yeah. was a lot more beige than this actually is. This yeah, because it was beige. going off the costumes. This is more. This is going off the the little ghosty logo more with just dark boots. Yeah, it's uh, he's white with a red stripe, so it's really kind of a reverse of his his normal colors. Uh, darker boots. Uh, he comes with a little Slimer, uh, possibly the same one that comes with Ectotron, but it is like not translucent. Uh, the packaging is shaped like a proton pack, uh, where his matrix should be. He's got, so he's, he's listed as, uh, or his plate says Ecto 35, uh, which is a nod to the fact that this is the 35th birthday of both of those franchises. Oh yeah, that that was was that yesterday or today that we're recording? I think it was. I I think it was like yesterday, but yeah. So that's that is pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, that's the thing that is going to exist, and people will be probably lining up to buy at San Diego Comic Con. Uh, no word if it's gonna be at like uh the New York Comic Con because sometimes those you know Hasbro will bring the same bunch of stuff to to yeah, both of those leftovers. Uh, but but yeah, that's that's a thing that will exist that someone totally just swiped from a factory in China. Oops. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the packaging says that. Uh, speaking of China, so apparently there's this. They're getting their own animated series. That's based on a combination of Transformers and Chinese mythology. Which sounds neat, but what? It's very, I mean, maybe people who have been very closely watching the Chinese market, I I get the impression that, you know, this is something that's been rumored for a little while. Uh, So I I suppose some people were aware of it previously. Uh, But it is really like, okay... I, well, yeah, there's just, like, one still image, which is that even from this? I don't know. I don't, it, it's interesting. Well, the, the fact that it's just for the Chinese market and may not ever come anywhere else is kind of odd. I mean, that, that's, Well, they're apparently... Well, I mean, I guess it, never it was Kiss intended players, that but. way. Yeah, well, no one... Well, Kiss Players was Japanese. Well, yeah, no, well, that's the thing. They, there, was, there was, like, a one-market thing that... This kind of is again, right. other than well, like manga. Well, that is manga. That's manga is different, but having a whole cartoon is seems odd that it's not for everyone. Yeah, the Chinese. I mean, they are saying that apparently it's looking like it may be good enough that some people may, you know, decide to to translate it. Uh, I don't know if Omni Productions is still around. Ooh, but. <laughs> oh, if it is, that's what I would want. But uh. The Chinese market is really weird how they get stuff that just, like, you know, they had their own, they've had their own games, and it's, I'm sure part of it is because, you know, the government does have their, their very strict standards for a lot of stuff. Yeah, there's different Uh, rules and things, and it's a big enough market that you can get away with it, but it's just You, uh, you, David, you should- you should look into the drama around World of Warcraft in China because it's very interesting. Oh, all all I know is that zombies don't have exposed bones, which I'd kind of prefer. Yeah, I mean, lots of Forsaken RPers. As someone who used to run an all Forsaken RP guild, a lot of Forsaken RPers also would prefer to maybe like I mean, have sleeves can, that are. Yeah. Can we have an one option, piece? please? Just click on. But uh, 
But yeah, they're, they had to do a lot of stuff to get around, like, particular Chinese cultural sensibilities, but cultural sensibilities that had taken the form of censorship, because, I mean, it's one yeah. thing, like, in America, skeletons are intended to be super creepy, but we don't legislate against that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, it, it is, it makes sense that their own stuff has a very limited market, but it is, mm. it's interesting. So that's something to maybe keep an eye on, uh, see if they're going to get their own toys from it, maybe. Yeah, that that's an entirely different market that they could be strange and unusual and have giant weird, because I, recently I looked at like some Korean toys for, I don't, I forget if they were actually for a cartoon or something, but they mm -hmm. were like, freaking massive neat things like there, there were two of them that i think they call like ogre and troll or something for some series and they combined mm -hmm. together but they look kind of like um trailbreaker and hoist in coloration <laughs> yes and they combine but combined they're like two feet tall it's like i i it would be neat but i don't need it that damn big yeah, but that was Korean market, so large. I don't, I don't, I don't know if the Chinese market enjoys overly large robot toys as much. Yeah, I know. I mean, even going back to like uh, G One, I know it. At one point, uh, back in the days when things uh, had not gotten quite so out of hand price wise, uh, a friend of mine just gave me a Chinese packaged kill bison he had picked up fairly cheap. Uh, because it had succumbed to GPS in a different way than my kill bison had. Oh. So, so he gave it to me so I could cannibalize it to, you know, the broken parts oh. very, very, very carefully. <laughs> uh, and, uh, so yeah, you could, for a long time, there were things like Japanese exclusives that you could get in Chinese packaging for a little bit cheaper, uh, on the convention market. Uh, actually, it would be hilarious if this was just an extremely Chinese cartoon, but then it just had the Siege toys. <laughs> just... oh, that, that would be great. <laughs> so, yeah, speaking of Siege toys, uh, yeah, there's a big hobby show in Japan. Takara showed up. They brought things. Uh, I guess... I know we've we've seen pictures of the barrack. I guess well, did we? According to the news sites, uh, we've only seen renders of the barricade. Oh. Oh. So oh. yeah, barricade. He's he's Prowry Deco. He looks like Prowry Deco. He's an evil cop. So a yeah. cop. Okay, sorry. As about you that. can see in the current comic, he's in that. He just looks like Prowl in black instead of white. <laughs> I I want him so bad. Briefly. <laughs> Looks uh, they showed off the, the Galaxy Force Prime, which, as I said, has actually started showing up over here. Uh, they are huge surprise just out of nowhere here. They're redecoing Starscream as Thundercracker. I haven't even seen Starscream yet. I, I, I don't like that I want all the Tetra Jets, but I want all the Tetra Jets. Oh, which yeah. reminds me, um, there, there was a product listing for Red Wing. That's been confirmed now. Okay. So is he going to be just like a standard toy or is he a convention exclusive? Um, That's a good question. Oh, it was listed at a Canadian retailer, uh, Everett Wholesale. So. Oh. 
At least that's the last <laughs> if, news. I think it popped up in if, somewhere else, but this is like another confirmation that we're getting it, I guess. Unless they've just if only Rob was Jeff here to ex- yeah he explain what the to explain is. to us what an Everett's wholesale is. No, yeah. <laughs> alas. Uh, so yeah, that's that is interesting. Get more of those jets. Maybe they uh, made this mold out of something harder than they made the the classic seeker mold out of, so it won't just fall mm. apart and turn to cheese because. That that mold took some abuse. It was well, starting to show its age. Because they used it like 16 different times. <laughs> yes. And everything, and titanium. then the same guys again is uh, ridiculous. They need to make it out of titanium this time. They just need to know going in that if you're going to do a seeker mold, you need to make the, the actual physical molds out of like the best material you possibly can, because it will be worth the investment. Yeah. Uh, I just want, and this has come up uh, recently, what with the whole Game of Thrones thing that the internet is very fond of. Uh, Mm. But there is a picture in uh, one of the IDW comics of Thundercracker with a big old Thundercracker sized Starbucks cup. Uh, (laughs) Which the question then is did Starbucks just like expand its offerings to target Cybertronians or did he just make himself a big Starbucks cup because that's what a writer has? Well, of course, that's, that's what a writer has. I'm, I'm gonna go yeah. with the latter, that I think yeah. he would absolutely do that. and He would go and, like, <laughs> try to go sit around and steal their Wi-Fi, except he can't fit inside. So mm. he's just on the patio in front of the cafe. <laughs> Someone needs to make a custom cup thingy. Like, you you plug it into his hand, and you see most of the cup, and it like has fingers wrapping around the cup that it adds on. Yeah, or you could just make it so that it's yeah. You can make it so that it's like uh, narrow in the middle, and then like part of it comes off. So you peg it through his hand, uh, and then plug the bottom oh, part on. And well, that'd be that kind of work. The point is, he needs a Starbucks cup. Point He's is, so I, I want be a writer. I want I want Tetra Jets. I've wanted Tetra Jets for 35 years. The point is, I have now talked myself into this Thundercracker. <laughs> so. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> he, can be a, he can be my writer buddy. Uh, so there's some movie stuff. I had completely forgotten that at one point Drift turns into a helicopter, so yeah, he I did, guess this is here I to remind he, me. He may only do it in one scene inside a building, I think. Which is the worst time to turn into a helicopter? Yes. Yeah, it was something. It's like I don't care. We're we're getting a car version of uh, Dropkick. Yay, whatever. It was an Age of Extinction, and I don't hate myself enough to watch Age of Extinction again. Not really, unless, uh, unless we're fortunate. And that's saying Patreon. a lot because I hate myself a lot, but not enough to yeah. watch Age of Extinction. But yeah, we got more pictures of more Constructicons. Uh, I. I'm a little excited about car drop kicks. So that's he's. He doesn't I don't know. Look he just looks. He looks more like the movie model than the helicopter one did, probably yeah. because he has car parts. Uh, and then yeah, there is a masterpiece movie Megatron. There's Constructicons. It's all definitely worth seeking out pictures of if you care about movie based toys. Oh, uh, and of course, uh, masterpiece Black Arachnia. With a giant yes. CGI looking web behind her and 
She's going to be expensive, last... but probably not as expensive as Megatron was. Beast Megatron. Yep. Last but absolutely not least, uh, I am, I am very tempted. I haven't gotten, honestly, I think I've mentioned before, my single masterpiece toy is the G2 Sideswipe, uh, yeah, which I, I had to get because look at the head. He's got the face. Yeah, uh, I, but this, I mean, see also our Stasis Pod podcast for my complicated feelings about Black Rachnia. <laughs> yes, uh, go to the archives. You know, She's she's a great character. Her model could have stood to have had less of the pointy, chromey tits that we see on this toy, but it does do a very good yeah. job of giving it just that little bit enough pointiness so that when the light hits it right, as it absolutely does in these pictures, yep. you can tell that there's pointiness. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean... Honestly, I bought the original Black Rachnia toy when it came out, and it was just a redeco of Tarantulas, and that was, like, before she was even on the show. So mm. this is fairly exciting to get one that actually looks like the show, because, I mean, we've we've yeah. had some in between, but, you know, animated one was pretty good. Not exactly, but, you know, really it, it it's was also definitely inspired by the show model. Yeah, it's not going to be like one hundred and fifty dollars. And I'm pretty certain she did not uh, go in any of those containers of toys, getting hauled down to eBay or the vintage toy shop. I'm I'm pretty sure she made it into the keep box. Uh, but but yeah, I'm I gotta say I'm definitely a little tempted by this. Uh, it's it's a very nice toy of of a character who I think managed to rise above what the. Uh, character modelers had in mind for her yeah I... uh it's been pointed out on twitter uh that maybe silverbolt can come with the kissy face uh, <laughs> except as as we know from stasis pod they tended to pan away from the actual kissing probably yeah. because they also didn't know how that would work yeah i don't mm. It's neat, but I, I've, I managed to resist Beast Wars Megatron. I think I could resist this. If they work their way down to Waspinator, then mm -hmm. I might need a Waspinator. Well, I mean, I suspect she's not going to be like $200 or however much. Actually, that's probably conservative. Masterpiece Megatron is very expensive. Yeah, I think he's like $300 or something. I, I saw a rumor that her price is going to be like, uh, was it? How was the conversion rate at the work? I mean, she comes with $150, a stand. One hundred and fifty dollars, however it was. She comes yeah. with a stand, but she's also small. I mean, yeah. she's they're for once in their lives, Transformers are actually doing some scale. Yeah, and so she is actually pretty small. So you said like one hundred and fifty? I think that sounds high. How much were Dinobot and Cheetor? I I don't remember. I don't remember. The expensive is crap. I th well, because they're not that much bigger than she is. Yeah, Dino Dinobot, I think was well, yeah. a lot. Dinobot's tall. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I would yeah, expect her to be in line with about how much Cheetor was. Are you uh, looking it up? Yes, I'm looking it up. Masterpiece Dinobot, according to one website, is two hundred and eighty dollars. Uh, that's so expensive. Yes, I know. That's why I, 
Like, these would be really nice to have, but I could have so many other toys instead. Oh, what the crap? Cheetor is only 80 bucks. He must be on sale. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, was that Cheetor being significantly smaller well, was I, more in the, like, $100 to, you know, 75 to $100 yeah, range. Why the, hell, why the hell is Dinobot so freaking expensive? He's tall. I know, but, like, I can't, how much bigger than Cheetor? What is he? Oh, I guess he's, he's twice big. the size of Cheetor's, though. That's, like, eight <laughs> times as much material, so, you know. I was gonna say, look at a, I'm sure you can find a cast picture of them standing yeah. near each other. And yes, he, he was, it's easy to forget because raptors are generally not portrayed as being huge. And even then they're generally portrayed as being bigger than they actually were. Yeah. Uh, but. They should yeah, only be was, the size of a cheetah. Yeah, he was, he was really tall. Uh, so yeah, I, I think. I think she's she's maybe gonna be something worth picking. She may be my my first non G two sideswipe masterpiece toy, <laughs> uh, and then she can go up on the the uh, out of reach of my nephew's shelf until they are significantly older. <laughs> oh, I guess they're <laughs> the just the resurrection of monstrous toys exponentially more painful because Optimus Primal was like only one hundred and twenty. That's uh, Dinobot is weird. Is also pretty. Anyway, Dinobot is popular. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Well, here so, it is. Meanwhile, we meanwhile, have a comic. Yes, oh yeah. Oh, we're finally there. Okay. Yeah, Ooh. I think we're out of we're out of news that we can stall by talking about. <laughs> w- welcome back to our episode already in progress. This is being pasted in because we lost the original recording but um well, hopefully yes. it records fine now and and yeah we're we're at the comic now um it, it's it's still not definitely good. a comic no yeah uh it continues to be a uh technically a comic book that does contain a well it contains transformers i'm a little uh yes. hesitant to call it a story about <clears throat> transformers I feel oh, like uh, that's may- a little generous. May- maybe we should do like a compliment sandwich. Start with something good, and then go to the bad, and then if we're lucky, have something good at the end to say about it. First good thing, Sarah Petrie de Rocher is back for the first six pages, so they at least look good. Not, yes. not a lot happened, uh, other than, well, Cyclonus is like, hey, a character I care about in this comic, not just from the concept of caring about Cyclonus, but he's got some shit going on, talking to ghosts, and, and that was interesting. It was something. Yeah. And, and then the rest of the comic just goes on and on. And There's some Andrew on. Griffith art at the end that's pretty good. Uh, it, of it, not it was much okay. It, it kind of felt like he was off. I don't know why. Well, maybe he was trying to... It's like how Man, Manny Gallon's art in G2 was like trying to be like Derek Yanniger's because it was trying to fit the tone of the comic, but it was really just kind of a mess. But when he was doing like Sonic the Hedgehog, his art was perfectly good. Uh, so mm. maybe it's that kind of thing where he was trying to fit with the the rest of the comic so it wasn't as big a jolt. Uh, yeah. yeah, this this issue did have two things. It had two things that I like. Uh, it had ghosts and it had lesbians. <laughs> Uh, even though <laughs> oh, yeah, it's basically nice. just reassuring us that yes, RC is still a lesbian. Yeah. 
so yeah, Cyclonus is like he's being a angry survivalist hobo, uh, <laughs> which I can absolutely sympathize with. Uh, and then there are all these ghosts that he can see, but it's not clear whether they're literal or metaphorical ghosts. Uh, yeah, either one's interesting. It's it's like I'm more interested in four ghostly gray shadow characters than pretty much anybody else in this comic. It's like they're all mutilated. I, I, yeah, they they oh they look horribly destroyed. Well, one of them it's hard to tell what's wrong with him. Like others, one's missing an arm, one's just turning to dust as if he's just been snapped, or mm-hmm. she, and and one's all melty. It's like what what's their story? Yeah, so I like that there's ghosts. Uh, we don't learn what their story is. Uh, so, so yeah, I think the, my, my thoughts overall at this point, so we're four issues in, uh, and I f- feel like we're basically, see, here's, here's where I get a little bit into the technical side of, of, uh, the whole, like, writing thing. Like, when you sell a story nowadays, uh, if you're trying to write short fiction for publication, uh, or if you're trying to get an agent for a novel, for instance, the thing is, you have to have a hook. You have to have, the story yeah. has to get its claws in you right away. Uh, in a short story, a lot of times, the, the focus is on even having just the first sentence. If the first sentence does not interest the editor you're sending to, or the slush pile reader, they just toss it. Uh, agents, a lot of times they'll ask for, like, the first ten pages of story for you to submit, and if that doesn't interest you, you know, if that doesn't interest them, they're not going to be interested. Uh, in my own novel that I'm working on, I start off the first chapter, you know, the first chapter is this, like, raising of this village by this guy with a zombie army, uh, and that is the point at which the main character, who will proceed to be undead for the rest of the story, is killed, and that's supposed to be something that makes, you know, you're at Barnes & Noble, you're sitting in one of their cushy chairs, and you pick it up, and you read the first few pages, and you decide whether you're gonna buy it or not. Uh, I, I'm yeah. reminded of the first Game of Thrones book, uh, which had this prologue, and- Oh, yeah. And which, actually, I right, was listening- well, the, mm-hmm. the prologue was good, but like, the first chapter, it ends on a death, which, admittedly, this comic- Kinda did in the first issue, but it had a lot of nothing, and then, oh, a character who we haven't met in this comic is dead, why do we care? The thing is, it- Very odd, he should have died, like, hmm. It ends on a death that's not- see, that's the thing, say, the, the prologue to Game of Thrones, it ends on a death, uh, that's- interesting like someone is killed in an interesting way and it basically it sets up what this story is going to be about uh that's sort of what you know uh i was listening to actually a writing podcast called writing excuses uh earlier this week and they specifically started talking about how sometimes a writer will have a prologue to the story uh to sort of set up you know that's not necessarily part of the proper narrative but just to set up 
what the story is going to be about if, for instance, for some reason you're, like, starting the story on some, you know, character at home before everything goes terrible, it helps to set up what the story is actually going to be about by having this, like, side thing that happens. But yeah, this this doesn't... We're four issues in, and there's no pitch. There's no hook. There's, like, if I was yeah, sitting in a Barnes & Noble reading this as a graphic novel, I would absolutely have not made it more than a couple pages in. I mean, if you want somebody to buy your story, you can't have them wait till halfway through the story to make it clear that it's something that's worth buying. And Yeah, it, it something like like <sighs> even going back to like older comics. Go go back to Jack Kirby. What he would usually do, he'd have a first page, have some stuff, introduce things, turn the page, two page splash page of shit happening. <laughs> yes. And then you have the rest of the copy. So yeah, you at least visually can grab them. Even and do some crazy am- shit. I would be very curious to see what the pitch for this comic looked like. Yeah, because like, like, even four issues, we're a third of the way through what's going to be a 12 issue trade that's coming out all at once. And I'm not even sure what, like, the theme of this is other than sightseeing slowly. Like, yeah, yeah. What, what is the driving I mean, if, story in this? If the only thing story? your story is about is the plot, then you need to try harder. <laughs> the, what <laughs> is the plot? Just... Like, there's a death. Yeah. Somebody might be investigating it. That's not at all the forefront of the story. The forefront of the story is kind of Bumblebee showing this new Transformer what Cybertron's like. And even we're getting a clip show version of that tour because we missed most of it. So that's not the interesting part is the interesting no. part supposed to be Optimus and Megatron. who've only had a few pages in each issue, which tend to be the most boring part because it's yeah. Optimus and Megatron at their most boring all over again. Yeah. It's like this comic is somehow managing to avoid any of the most interesting parts of, what might be the story here? <laughs> yes. If there is sort one. Of beating around the bush here of, you know, if there's an interesting story, yeah, they're not, they're not telling it. So I, yeah, I, I feel like if there's one thing this writer must be really good at writing, it's pitches because I would like to know what he said to make the editors think that he needed to deserve to write this. <laughs> Because it's not, yeah. it's not good. It's, there's no, no, there's, I mean, it's, it's adequate. It's not like Dreamwave G1 I, terrible, which was yeah, hilariously it, bad. It kind of, it, at best I could imagine, okay, this might have been like a story that was ruminating in their head of something to do with their own characters. And now they're just trying to glue Transformers on and they don't fit. Mm-hmm. That's possible. And somehow whatever the original story was got pushed out by making it Transformers. Because I don't... I don't understand why this exists. Like, what is the point, really, other than to sell toys, but it's not even doing a good job of to sell toys. 
Yeah. Like, seriously, I haven't bought that Chromia yet, and there were three of her at Walmart the other no, night. No, I know. Just like... Exactly the same. I haven't got it because I got the last Chromia. I don't need a new one. I already have the Cyclonus. I can't buy a Rubble or a Geomotus. I, okay, I have... I have Prime and Megatron because they look like the original G1 cartoon versions, not because they have anything to do with this comic. Yeah, so things like, uh, it's like, what what is even happening in this comic? Yeah, we're just, there's no, there's nothing to, to keep us going except that, you know, we just happen to already care a lot about Transformers. Well, well and we're doing a podcast about it. I mean, that's at most main excuse to keep going yeah otherwise i'd probably give up now because i what i mean have we seen previews of any art issue i mean the cover art's still good Mm -hmm. still getting good artists to do that i but i i I might still be hate reading it if if i wasn't like if i didn't have people who enjoyed hearing me sigh and frustration at this comic uh but but uh, yeah, it's just no, I, it would be we're four issues in. We should have killed mommy by now. <laughs> done something, save the cat, anything. Yeah. Like we have a dead body, but that seems to be the story seems to be uninterested in solving the murder mystery. Yes. It's doing its darndest to avoid covering anything of that other than like six pages in this issue maybe. I mean, of talking to one guy. I feel like it says a lot just the panel sizes that we're working with. And I realize <sighs> that, you know, I go to James Roberts all the time and, you know, mention him as as an example of pretty good Transformer storytelling. And he just had, like, ridiculous numbers of word balloons all over the place everywhere. But, you know, there, there are a lot also, of just, didn't like... Also, have, like, a lot of notes about didn't you have a lot of notes about describing, like, what's in the scene? Yes. Like, a lot of these panels just seem so blank, and I'm not sure I can blame the artist for that. It's like, if they're not told what to draw, there's nothing to draw. Well, that's what I mean. It's just, like, the the amount of content, the amount of actual story. I'll, now now I feel like I may have to start reading. Uh, I, I was actually uh, recently started rereading Through the Sandman. And, uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick's Forward to the Doll's House, uh, had a good bit about, uh, comic book storytelling and, like, you know, basically how every panel needed to be serving a purpose and moving things along either character-wise or story-wise. And none of that is happening here. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's like, well, with, with with a lot of comic book art, I think, like, okay, these panels are important to the story, and these other panels are bridging gaps, because, like, not every panel is going to be, like, widescreen across the entire thing. you got to have smaller things, transitions, you have reaction shots. Mm-hmm. But in this, I'm, I'm not sure, like, and, and or at least I think, like, you should have, like, one panel that's, like, the key panel on the page, usually near the bottom. Maybe not the last panel, but it's something, the most important part, mm-hmm. the focal point, the, the biggest, the time you put most detail in, I'm not sure, other than the Cyclonus page where you see the ghosts at the bottom on the last panel. Yeah, that was good. Any other page in this, I can't, like, identify, like, what's the, mo- what's the focal point? Like, what's the key point of this page? Right. It just happened. 
Yeah, it's just, it's not the, the basic storytelling. Like, if, if someone had, like, uh, you know, submitted this actual story as the story instead of just the pitch, I don't think it ever would have been picked up. Uh, and also, uh, I had completely forgotten about this, uh, until actually it was, uh, our friend Hooks, uh, from, old school Transformers fandom, uh, who pointed out that there had actually been a different artist who was connected to this for a lot of the promotional stuff. Uh, And uh, yeah, his name was Ron Joseph. Uh, He had uh, very hooks described in his very Alan Davis-esque, which seems uh, pretty reasonable. Uh, He posted some sample art, something that appears to be Rom fighting the Herculoids. Uh, which looked awesome, but there, there were some other things, but that was the one that stood out because it was like it was action, it was monsters, it was the robot dude. Yeah, but then that also seems he just seems to have disappeared from any mention of this comic, and it really kind of yeah, makes me wonder if weird. he thought he was gonna be getting in on some like James Roberts or at least John Barber quality scripts and. This was not as good as he was expecting, and so he was like, I'm yeah, that, gonna yeah. go see other people now. I mean, I, I don't pay attention to as much, like, comic book news and stuff as, as I used to, because there's just too much to read and I have backlog. Mm-hmm. But, like, in, in normal solicitations, you have, like, the writer, and then if you have an artist and it's not, like, just TBD to be decided, like, that's the artist you're gonna get for... At least the first two or three issues, like um, Frank Cho, you you're gonna get him for three issues. They're gonna be really awesome. Yeah. But then he's gonna be gone because th- there's a lot of artists who can't keep up the schedule of like a weekly comic. Again, a, I a I mentioned comic. a monthly comic. Derek Yanniger earlier. Uh, as... yeah. But this is double shipping, so that's an extra problem, which means you need fill in artists. But the fact that the announced artist hasn't drawn any of the four issues so far and has just vanished that's that's peculiar yeah he did like an incentive cover uh but yeah, yeah. like that like if he'd just done the first issue and then vanished like okay that's scheduling problems thing i couldn't keep up with the two issues a month whatever mm-hmm. but the like complete vanishing before the comic even comes out yeah. Some, some squirrely. There. And I think it probably was just that the script was not up to the quality of what he thought he was signing on to. Uh, and, you know. Yeah, like, that would there's no ex- action. Yeah, like, nothing actually is occurring in much of any of this. I mean, well, and it's not The great. most action in the first issue is, is Windblade shooting at fucking monkeys. Mm hmm. For no fucking reason, because, like, they're aliens visiting the planet. Why are you shooting at them? Why does she even have guns? I mean, mm-hmm. this is a peaceful peacetime. This is before war. Why is she even armed? Is she a cop? Yeah. Or whatever their security forces are called. Is she? I, I'm not even sure. Yeah, it hasn't been real clear. Uh, it's uh, so, yeah, I mean, it. it's not unheard of for for an artist to, you know, maybe wander off after the first couple issues because either their workload or maybe they yeah. found something else they needed to go do. Uh, or, or like you find out like, oh, they they can't draw, they broke their arm or something, some family, like something's usually announced. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
unless we missed it, that he's just poof into smoke and ran away like the roadrunner <laughs> to get far, far away. So, yeah, and I, it does kind of make one wonder if that's, it's because of the script quality was just not what he was hoping for. So, so yeah, we're four issues in and I, you know, have not been pleasantly surprised yet. Uh, it's still just sort of very bland. It feels like kind of a placeholder. It's not even Dreamwave yeah, G1 much. levels of hilariously bad. It's just sort of here. Uh, and, uh, I guess next week we will probably be back for issue five and maybe something will change, but maybe yeah. not. Probably not. I mean, I, unless it switches to a completely different writer, mm -hmm. I can't see any surprise happening. Yeah. Like, we, we haven't had the, the third episode twist, like, oh no, mommy's dead or whatever the fuck from anime. Yes. Stories, like the storytelling, like, what storytelling elements are going on here? Like, like maybe it, it's if... just so unfamiliar. It's so, dry and slow like maybe if the again back to my my talk about novels and prologues you know maybe if the first few pages of issue one had had something that was more like what the story that was pitched is supposed to be if that had been like a, a flash forward in medias rest god damn it or maybe it would show us how Brainstorm was murdered. Like, even in, like, yeah. you know, maybe a POV where we couldn't necessarily see what it was, so there was still this mystery. Uh, though, honestly, even, like, I, though that just sort of reminds me of uh, these British uh, mystery shows my parents watch, uh, where they do often show, like, the murder but in a fashion that you can't actually see who did it so that it continues to be a mystery. Uh, oh. Yeah, something like that to just sort of say, this is what the story is going to be like. This is what the story is going to be about. But stick with me till I get there. Uh, and we just didn't have. Yeah. I, and I feel like Game of Thrones is a very good example of that because the first that prologue is about like the White Walkers. Yeah. So it's like. This is what it's going to be like. This is what it's going to be about. But it's going to take us a little time to get there. So just hold on. Uh, just stay with us. In many ways, Game of Thrones is a bad example of many things. But it, it does start really good. Yes. Yes, it does start very well. Uh, so, yeah. Anything else special to add about this issue? Because I think I've no, about uh, sighed in frustration yeah, we, as much as I can talked overly long we, we have a, a another one next week that maybe we'll get around to doing mm -hmm. if we feel like it there's uh, issue five yep yeah. uh, but yeah it's continuing to come out at a rapid pace which i'm sort of curious why i don't know maybe it's because they only have the one transformer book coming out so they feel like they need to you know at least get two issues out of it out a month so they're at least getting something out of this license but, it's like, but why why is it like just one writer on his own who's doing the double writing and it's like his first time comic or maybe second. I don't know if you read anything else, but it, uh, I think so it's odd. his first comic. I think previously he had only done novels. And that's such a, if he's, that's such a weird if choice. He's done like, novels. He should know what you have to do else. to sell a story to an agent. I don't know. He 
yeah, it's like he's bre- like not only is he breaking the conventions of comic book writing, he's breaking the conventions of basic writing. Yeah, just basic storytelling. This is just failing on a lot of levels of basic storytelling, and you know the biggest one is just to be interesting, and it's not being interesting. There's no real like you don't care enough about anything for it to have any suspense. So, so that's where we are at uh, the end of issue four. You know, <laughs> I'm, I, I feel like I tend to have a, a good instinct for things, uh, when they're bad and they're probably not going to get better, even when other people are like, oh, let's give it a chance. I kind of feel like I can tell when it's not going to be worth giving a chance. Uh, but you know, we'll, we'll keep going and see how it pans out. And then maybe after these 12 issues are up, they'll have, uh, gotten a budget for some actual writers. Womp womp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, maybe by then James Roberts will have started whatever other comic Legion book project he's on. That's not news. I'm just, that's just, I, uh, idle joking from me and rob that that's what you wish like he's one of the few writers that would make me give a shit about legion of superheroes he can make you give a shit about anything pretty much yeah yeah so so yeah we'll we'll be hanging in there uh so yeah that has been our uh our news and some comics talk for this episode uh we will be back next week uh or in a week or so with uh, issue five and whatever news happens to have happened in between. Uh, until then... There uh, probably won't be any news. Probably not. Until then, this has been Jen. And David. Good night. I guess oh, I'll shit. pick a date at random. What is it? The well, it's, it's the 10th. The 10th is a fine date. That's Friday. Yeah, the week of Wednesday, but whatever. The, I, I don't care. It'll be out when it's out. Um, The stasis pod should be done tonight because I think I only have like five minutes. I, I should have gone to sleep, but I just kept editing last night. It was... Yay! Getting into the editing mood sometimes takes a while, but once I'm there, it's sometimes hard to get back out. And my voice is... A little red block, so... Well, I guess you can still hear I... me, so... Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I can hear you. I mean, y- there is some interference, but but it doesn't sound like it did earlier when you were playing Asteroids. Well, it's weird, because well, it's got, like, the little little orange or green or red or whatever the crap, but it's, it's red now, but it's working, so I don't know what the crap. Mm-hmm. Weird. All Anywho. right, ready to go? I made some notes, so I know yes. what order I'm going to discuss things in. Okay, I should um, get scroll up so I can see that. And Rob might pop in at some point if he feels like it. Oh, I should, I should uh, re-click those links, because I was on a different computer when I looked at the news.